Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And if you're just joining us, our focus is holistic wellness and the latest in natural ways to help us all live healthier, happier, and longer. And as we mentioned earlier, this has been a difficult week for many of us, given the fact that it included the 9-11 anniversary now. 9-11 is one of those rare experiences which pretty much everyone in the U.S. endured together. The emotions of that day are still very close to the surface for many of us. I mean, disbelief, anger, deep sadness, combined with incredible gratitude for the bravery of so many. What's also striking about this is the personal connections, the close calls, the one or two degrees of separation that are remarkably frequent in the web of family and friends for many of us. Those connections and close calls keep 9-11 much more alive than we might imagine it would be after 17 years. That's, that's for sure. So we're very fortunate today to have joining us author and psychotherapist Edie Nathan. She was with us last week, if you were listening. She was one of the few women therapists at Ground Zero 17 years ago, and she's written a book about how to deal with trauma and loss, either major events like 9-11 or the events of our everyday life. The book is called It's Grief, The Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss. And Edie Nathan says grief can be one of life's most important teachers if we don't run away from it. So we're very pleased now that Edie is joining us by phone from New York. Edie, welcome back to Healing Quest. Thank you. It's, it's so good to be back, Roy. Well, we appreciate your time here. And I'm just wondering, as somebody who we mentioned has firsthand experience with that terrible day on 9-11, how has this week been for you? It's certainly been an emotional week. Uh, even though it's 17 years ago, my body remembers. And, you know, it's interesting because our bodies um, are, the, you know, is the place. Our, bo- our bodies hold trauma. They, they, they hold grief. And sometimes they're our best communicators. So I found myself, you know, my jaw was tight. I was dreaming a lot. It was, it was difficult to concentrate sometimes, uh, again, because, you know, dates are very important, and uh, I needed to find ways myself to to honor 9/11, which I which I did, with exercising, talking to people, and not forgetting, uh, because trying to forget and kind of put it down mm-hmm. actually makes it bigger. That's true. Oh. You know, I'm assuming that you see a lot of New Yorkers in your therapy practice, and after 17 years, how are they doing on the 9/11 anniversaries? You know, so many of of the people who were around uh, 9/11 and 17 years later, there's a there's an awareness, you know, in the streets. The, the, that Tuesday, and, and it just so happened to this year to fall on a Tuesday as well, mm-hmm. was an extremely sunny day, and uh, this mm-hmm. this Tuesday was rainy and it was a little chilly, and uh, it, it almost bef- it befits the moment, it befits the day. You know, we are. We are resilient no matter what. On the other hand, we also did take the time, I think, to remember for many of, of us. We, we hustled around, but, you know, our, our news stories everywhere and also nationally because it's a national grief. It's not just a New York City grief. It's a, right. it's a national grief, right? And we were all holding, holding reverence to the day and, and honoring those who were lost in this tragedy and also honoring our lives, you know, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life and I'm going to live the best life mm. I can. I guess that's a, a moment to have some gratitude and to, to look at it in that perspective as well. That's exactly right, Roy. You, you know, to have the gratitude to, for, for survivors, it's okay, so how can I pay this forward for the children, 
you know, who who some of whom were not even yet born yet, you know, yet they lost parents, they lost mothers, fathers, aunts and uncles. You know, they are now 17 and 18 years old. They are going to college. Some of them are working and their stories and how they are paying the lives of the loved ones they lost uh, 17 years ago. It's 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 stunning. It's really stunning that 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 is happening. And and there's also an organization called Tuesday's Children. And this was an organization that was developed to to give a platform for children who needed help, who needed support, for the families who needed help and support with the kids. Because you know when kids lose a parent and and to to a death and a tragedy such as this. They they also lose the parent who's alive because mm-hmm. that parent who is living, right? That yeah. parent who is living is grieving and they're disoriented and they're in shock and they're kind of going through what I call the first phase of emotional armor and they they, they they're not as available to their children sometimes. So uh, it's two losses initially that those kids go through. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're talking with author and New York City psychotherapist Edie Nathan about her new book on surmounting the pain of grief and loss, even when it comes to big events like 9-11. So, you know, I think that 9-11, it, it, triggers, it triggers things, and it often triggers other losses and other things that we were grieving. Traumas. Other traumas, right. So I think what one of the things we, you know, like to say to our listeners is that you know, be patient with yourself sometimes and be patient with yourself all the time, really, and honor that that's part of the process. And even 17 years later, I don't think anybody I know doesn't remember exactly where they were when that happened. Right. That's correct. It's, I mean, I was very, very uh, young when, when presidents were assassinated. Yeah. Or, yeah. And uh, certainly people remember where they were, and this is the same thing. Where were you? I remember I was with my children or I couldn't get out of my house. And, you know, Judy, this is exactly what you're talking about. It's like we need to, we need to honor, we need to, to, to take in, you know, what happened and acknowledge it. It's so, so very important. And to take care of the self and to, to breathe and to honor, honor yourself and honor the life that you do have. And, and mm-hmm. these tragedies may perhaps make us mm, contemplate the life that we want to have. And there were people who made grand exoduses from the city and said, you know what, this is not the life I want. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to feel safe, and they didn't feel safe in this city any longer. Uh, and then there were people who gravitated toward the city, I want to be in the pulse. And yes, there was there a terrible, terrible destruction happened, but I want to be here. And, and everything in between. So... Mm-hmm. You're so, so right about everything that you're saying here. I would also say that I would love to see people come together without a tragedy, because that was certainly one of the things that we saw we saw with 9-11, is that everybody got together and, and mourned the losses and kind of helped each other out and did whatever we needed to do. I'd sure like to see that. I'd sure like to see that happening today in this world that we're living in, that people coming together and not all of the, the division, which is another oh. thing that actually I grieve about is, is, is how divisive our country has become. That, to me, is a loss. I, I, I cannot agree with you more. We have, you know, we live in big cities, and we also have, you know, smaller communities, but the city life especially takes us outside of a sense often of community and people feel alone and they feel 
lost. And it, when 9-11 happened in New York, there were so many successive things that happened. There was an explosion that happened about a month and a half afterwards, and then we also had uh, the lights went out about six months after that. And we were just a community. We felt like a community. We would introduce ourselves. We would say hello. And that has waned. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that, that I, I have a dream about is to to have a sense that, that we can be a community of greeters, that we can say hello to one another on a street or on a street corner when we're holding up an umbrella, and that we're not just so much in our own worlds. And to that actually could move some of the trauma, that could move some of the grief that we hold, and let us, let us feel less alienated, less alone. Uh, I am, I'm so in with what you're saying, and, and I, I cannot agree with you more. Well, it's good to be in agreement, and I hope all your listeners are in agreement, because I think that, you know, just every day, if we're kind to each other, you know, we don't have to share the same political views, but let's be nice, you know, <laughs> let's, let's be nice to each other and, and not so, so divided. That's my wish. And let's also take a look at this book called It's Grief, The Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss by Edie Nathan. I suspect there's many, many things in there that will help people. I think one of the big things about your book, and we've read a lot of books on grief and loss because we've done stories on our television show about trauma, and what I really like about your book is how you are inviting people to really get get familiar with themselves and all the parts of themselves. You know, we'll have to have you back to talk about that again because I'm getting the sign from our producer here that we're out of time. But thanks so much, Edie, for joining us again today. Uh, we really appreciate the work you're doing in the world. And, and thanks for everything you did on 9-11. Yeah. Oh, you know, and thank you. You're, you're certainly giving so many people information that is, that is much needed for the soul, for the psyche, and for the heart. Thanks, Edie. Have a great Thank week. You. you too. Okay, I hope Bye. we talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I hope so. Bye. Okay. Thanks, Edie. We've been talking with psychotherapist Edie Nathan about her new book entitled It's Grief, The Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss. You can find out more about Edie and her work at her website, edienathan.com. That's Edie, E-D-Y, Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N.com. Up next, we have a riddle for you. What plant can be used as a food? a spice, a candy, a medicine, and a dietary supplement. We'll have the answer when we come back. Don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at kfbk.com and on our website at healingquest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio. Radio.